What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about the basketball market and what I think the my overall thoughts on it are. And I think the basketball market has been a little bit softer over the past few months. I mean, past six months, realistically, like probably since this, well, not six months, but like probably since like beginning of March, end of February, like after those Jordan sales, which now we've seen another Jordan sell for lower than the price of the of the previous sale. I think it sold around 330k if I'm not mistaken. But so with that card, I think if you listen to my podcast that I the last episode of the podcast, I talked about perspective with that card and the fact that look at how many of those cards have sold and it, it is it's supply and demand for the most part with that card specifically. There's just right now in the market there's more supply and somebody who is looking to sell that card, realistically, I, 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 I guess I, I'd be interested to know, like, it, I, there's no way to n- know this information. See, And this is why I think smart contracts are going to revolutionize buying and selling of collectibles because y- you're going to be able to see who owned the card. You're going to be able to see what they bought it for, what they sold it for, because I th- and I think that type of transparency is going to revolutionize collectibles and maybe trading cards like if i've been thinking about this too if some sort of like psa or you know some some company were to come up with like a like pwcc has their vault but i think if you were if you were able to see who had bought and sold that specific card with that specific psa certification number i do i do think that there's going to be in the future some company that is tracking all of this information. PSA certification numbers, you're going to have a, some sort of a name and you're going to have some sort of username that talks about – or not talks about, but you're and then you're going to be able to see what cards they've sold, what they bought, and what they sold for. So you're going to be able to see all this information. It just it, – it, I think it's inevitable at this point, the fact that NFTs are starting to become so popular with the smart contracts, all that type of stuff. It just is inevitable. But sorry, so back to the, the basketball market right now. Where I think we're at is, is something that I actually talked about at the beginning of the basketball season was that I was excited. The thing that I was most excited for the basketball season to start was because I was excited for people to start being wrong. And I don't know if I necessarily have any takes. I'm sure there's probably stuff that I've said that's been wrong throughout this basketball season. Uh, but I look at the fact that we – you know the league shut down we were in the middle of, we were essentially in the middle of the season when when the league shut down for the most part so you had like i don't know 18 like 12 to 18 months of just speculation on any player you could have said any player and you could have come up with tons of different reasons why that player's cards were going to go up why you know the random six man was going to finally get his chance to start or why the random like eight nine man on the bench is going to he's a he's a young player and he's developed and you've seen pictures of him in the gym or whatever and you know we've had this 18 month stretch of sports cards just continuing to go up and there's also where in the last episode where I talked about perspective, I think there's a group of people who came into sports cards when they saw there was a lot of money to be made that are actually going out of sports cards 
because the money isn't as fast as it was. They're, go they're moving towards NFTs or they're moving towards some other type of industry that is where they can get the quick buck, which is what they came to sports cards for. And I mean, it, realistically, it could even be that like maybe some of them were flippers and maybe some of them were they'd go to the retail stores and they'd buy all the cards and they'd sell them online. And, you know, we've seen Targets and Walmarts. I don't know about Walmart, but Target for sure has come up with the new policy where I think you can only buy like one item. And most people, most targets are only doing where you have to go up to like a register to buy the product, which is not like that at my target. Uh, and like last weekend I found select. So that was pretty cool. I was pretty excited about that. I hadn't really seen, I've seen baseball product, but I haven't seen any higher end product, which I consider select to be higher end because it's harder to find. Uh, and I, I think I just I got there a little bit early on a Saturday morning, and they I think they had maybe just put the boxes out. I guess I don't know exactly why I was able to find it, but I did. And I think there are a there's a group of people who came into the hobby for the money, and now they're leaving because the money they either or they're leaving because they made their money, and they're just like I'm I'm good on the purchases and the sales that I made, and I I uh, in such a quick amount of time. That's kind of the other thing, but I think. And, but I do think that those people are – realistically, they're probably going into crypto because you're seeing like the Dogecoin, which has gone down significantly. Like everyone was super excited for the Elon Musk Saturday Night Live, and then he like went on Saturday Night Live and made fun of Dogecoin, which was hilarious. But like those types of projects or coins, that's the, the quick money that could have been made in sports cards over the past you know 12 months – that's going on in crypto right now because random projects are just skyrocketing and that money that the like i said the quick money i think that's what i'll call it the quick money that was made in sports cards i think is going to slow down i think it's going to you know i think we're it's more likely that we're going to see ups and downs in the sports card market instead of exponentially up which is what we have seen like i think i think the jordan card i put out a thing on Twitter where I was analyzing the starting price and the ending price for years using card ladder from 2006. I did every single year. And, you know, there were from 2006, 2012-ish, there, there really wasn't even that many sales of the card, uh, the PSA 10. But like you saw that some years it went down 10% and you saw some years it went up 10% and down and up and down. And then to 2020, it went up 400%. So, and it wasn't just that Jordan card, like almost every single card kind of had this trajectory where it went up, it just went up and every single card, even players who weren't good. And I think that is, that's an, not, not necessarily an issue, but I think that's one of the reasons why the whole basketball market has slowed down. I also just think that realistically people are realizing that like there being 16,000 Luca PSA 10s is like, is, is a lot like it's. It is it is almost junk wax era levels of like how many base cards there are, and I think if you look at if you compare uh, the Luca 2018 to the Tatum in 2017, Tatum to Luca there's there was there's only 5k or, or a little bit less than 5k Tatum's compared to Luca's, and then we've already exceeded the amount of Zion's that there are PSA tens. Where, you know, granted, I think that there was definitely a, you know, I, I think probably when the sports cards started to see their trajectory up, there was probably more Lucas that got graded 
and there probably was less at the time that had been graded in the first year compared to like Zion. It was like anybody that pulled a Zion was either selling it right away or sending it in to get graded for the most part, I would say. That's kind of a generalization, but I feel like I have a decent enough feel for the market and how what people are doing. So there's pro- there was probably – there's probably more Lucas out there. Like, and I and I was on TikTok Live the other day, and I was talking with my friend Mike from New York, uh, and he was he was think we were kind of talking about how many Lucas there potentially are, and I kind of put the numbers together in my head, and like, I, if there are sixteen thousand Lucas, and roughly I don't know what the exact um, I don't know what the exact gem rate of Luca is. But if I had to guess, it's probably in the 60 to 70 range for gem rate for Luca. So roughly, there's probably 30,000 total graded Luca, Luca cards, not PSA 10s, just Lucas. And then I said there was probably about 15 to 20 BGS graded Lucas. So like roughly, I would say there's probably 50 to 60,000 total graded Lucas. And then that kind of got me thinking, how many total might there be? And I think it's probably in the 150. It's probably in the the 125 to 150 range for how many total Luca cards are in circulation. And like, there's no way we'll ever know because the card companies will never ever come out with this information. But I think that that means that there's probably there's probably like 175 to 225 Zion's, and I actually think that there's probably going to be around 300,000 Lamellos. If I had to if I had to guess, just based off of what's happened. Um, I think that we're going to see a very similar spike in from 2017 to 2018 in graded like Tatum's versus Lucas that we, I think we're going to see a similar spike slash trajectory from like Zion to Lamelo's. Like, I think I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be surprised if there are, I would honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there's 20,000 Lamelo ball PSA 10s. Because I just think that that's going to be one of the highest, one of the most graded cards, uh, in 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 the tw- in the class of the twenty. Or I mean, I I guess yeah, I guess the class of this year. I think the Lamelo Prism is probably going to be one of the highest graded car- or highest number of graded cards. So I think people are starting to kind of realize that, and it's also got me thinking like, at what point does Prism not become the top card? And the fact that there are so many Lucas, like you can get a select Luca, like, and I, cause I was also looking at population reports. And I guess my, my question that I had that I put out on Twitter was like, is there just, is there this many less like select Donruss optic, uh, hoops, Lucas versus prism, or are people just not sending the cards in to get graded because they're not as valuable as the prism card? So I've been thinking about that and thinking like, are there just less? Because if that's the if if that's the case, realistically in the next five years, Prism could easily become not the it could become a number two or a number three most popular card for basketball. I don't know about football, but for basketball, because if there's just if there's this many of them, like if there's if there's just as many prisms as there are hoops, Lucas, like then I don't think that's the case. Or well, maybe Lamelo Ball would be an example. I don't. We'll see, we have to since PSA hasn't really been open. Like they've had this, some of the services, but they haven't been open to full capacity yet. We don't know, obviously, the hoops versus prism or um, Don Russ versus hoops and select and uh, select and 
optic for basketball, I don't think are out yet. So obviously we won't know for that, but Prism is out. So there, there are Prisms hitting the market. And I, and I did try and look up some data that was total sales of the raw cards from when the Lamello came out. Obviously the Lamello is going to have more sales, but I guess in a year from now, it's definitely going to be interesting to look at that card and see how many sales there are of that card compared to Lucas, compared to Zion's. Because those are, those are the ones I compared it to. The Raw, Lamelo, Luca, and Zion's. It went, Lamelo was like at like 250. I think um, the Zion was at like 80 or 90. And then Lucas was in like the 50 ish range. So I think it'll be interesting to see how many of these cards sell. I'm also definitely, I, I wish there was a way to. Because the transparency, that's kind of the thing. It's like, I wish I knew how many of these cards there were in circulation because it's almost like, it's in a way, it almost is tough for a person who doesn't know anything about sports cards to be like, how many, like to come in, if you, if maybe you have some, if you're coming in from like a, some sort of financial institution or whatever, if you're looking at it and you're saying, well, why can't we know how many of these Luca cards there are? Like, if if people are investing, do you know? And that is the big question. I think I, I would be interested to see what other people say. Do you think that we should be allowed to know how many of these cards there are? I say yes, and I think, but I do think that is a little bit more complicated than a yes or a no because I think the whole kind of point of sports cards is that we don't know how many of the cards there are. And sure, grading now that it's become way more prevalent. We get a definitely a better cons or we get a better read on how many of the cards there are. Now in the future, I don't know if we'll ever know. But with like NFTs, we do sort of know how many NFTs there are of each thing. So and, and, and I think the NFT I need to do more NFT research because something that I thought was pretty interesting actually was on when I was on TikTok Live. A lot of people were asking me questions about NFTs, and I, I have the I have a decent knowledge of NFTs. Like I have a pretty solid like foundation of the concept and the 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 things that NFTs are. So, you know, but I think I need to I think I need to learn a little bit more about it. But the smart contracts, the you know digital collectibles, all that type of stuff, I feel like I have a I have a pretty good knowledge about it. But so I think this is kind of what's going on with the sports card. With basketball, I think when we get into the playoffs, also the middle of the, I, I think the middle of the season has created almost people aren't caring as much because we have seen some, tons of injuries, players not playing. I also think that there is like there, there's just this sense with basketball cards that like we we saw the certain cards go down pretty significantly, so now people are kind of nervous to get in, and it's like. People look at the Luca card and they say, "Well, what's the ceiling at this point?" Like, I was even talking about this, and I you know I keep referencing this TikTok live, but it's because I this is the I was talking about, it and that's why I wanted to do a podcast about it. Like, Luca cards already, like, do how much would an MVP or a championship even help the Luca PSA ten Prism card? Like, because at this point he's the brightest young star in the league, but in sports cards, I feel like he. I feel like in sports cards, Luca is almost more popular just based off of percentages than like in the in the world of sports, if that makes sense. I know it's kind of a weird concept to think about, but like within sports cards, Luca is like the 
the savior almost like the tw- that 2018 anybody from those 2018 classes all throughout different sports it's such a big deal i think i think 2018 is going to be a very interesting year to look back and to see kind of when things started trickling in new content creators new products players all that kind of stuff so like i feel like with that luca psa 10 prism card the championships and mvps are already baked into that card so like how much will how much will an mvp or a championship help the card overall is a question i've been i've been thinking a lot about because like you know when I tell people look into Luca cards, it's like, well, if I want to buy the PSA 10 Prism, I think people are because ex- it was at 2K, and that's kind of the thing. Like beginning of the season, which I think that this is a trend I've seen with two different start of the sport, two different sports at the start of their seasons. The cards were a lot higher right right before the season started, um, and then as the season progressed, they went down. It happened with football. So I'm thinking that cards are going to go back up for like the playoffs and then for maybe the off season when things kind of start going differently. So I would say, yeah, like the Luca, will it ever get to 2K again? I think I, I look at cards like that and I say, or I look at opportunities and I say, because someone has already paid 2K for that card, I think there's a 50-50 shot that it does get back up to 2K because people have been people have shown that they're willing to buy the card at that price, and I think that is a significant that's that's significant when you look at like an opportunity for buying and selling because it's hard for me or whoever you're listening to to really say with definitive fact that a card can sell for a certain amount when it's never sold for that amount in the past. And I guess that's almost contradictory to my uh, Jordan million dollar Jordan card uh, conversation, but you know we've seen it at seven hundred. So like even if the Jordan card gets back up to seven hundred or eight hundred, you know I guess it'll be interesting. I'll be I'll be interested to see ten years from now or twenty years from now where that card ends up landing. I think I think that we're still fairly early in this new sports card ecosystem and i think the one thing that i will say is that yes sports cards have been around for a long time but they've never i don't they've never been around like this this is this new era that we're in is so much different from the 90s so much different from all the periods of time maybe you i mean maybe you could say 2016 2017 when things started to kind of climb up again but this ecosystem this this sports card era we're in right now is widely different than most of the eras in the past because of, I mean, multiple different factors. You've got eBay, you've got uh, so many more content creators coming in, you've got platforms that are easy to track. It's like the the internet and the platforms that have been created are so much, they're so underrated in the sense that like, I don't think people realize what has happened because of all of these things. Like I think people... And it may even, because I still get comments all the time on TikTok about like, oh, the sports card crash is coming, the crash is coming, which that is a whole nother topic that I want to talk about. But, but I think it's, I don't, because I don't think it is, first of all. I think I'm, I'm adamant in the fact that I don't think there is, the crash itself is something that is going to happen, I guess. Um, but the fact that, you know, platforms, information, so much more easily accessible 
that is such a, I think that's such a big deal that people don't even realize how much of a big deal this, all this stuff really is. So, like, when I'm looking at the Luca card and saying, could it get to 2K again? I think, like I said, I think there's a 50-50 shot. I think it's either going to be that there's just too many of them, um, or it's going to be a card that gets up to 2K, and maybe that's the ceiling of the card. You know, it could even be the same with the Jordan. Maybe 700K is the becomes the ceiling of that card. Like, who really knows? I think at this point, I, and I think we're still early in sports cards in this new era. I think we're, st- and this is what I've, I've, I mean, obviously creating a content business. I think that sports cards. I tweeted this out, and I'm going to put it on Instagram. Sports cards are much more like sports betting in fantasy sports than they are Beanie Babies in MySpace. I think sports cards are in, we're in this new era that's going to be able to sustain itself for 10, 15, maybe even 20 years because of what the internet has created or what the, how the internet has changed the industry itself. So that's where, I mean, for the most part, those are my thoughts around the basketball market itself and why I think we're seeing some declines in some of these big cards, the LeBron, the LeBron PSA 10 tops, Chrome, the Luca, uh, Giannis has even kind of seen a little bit of a dip, but I just look at those cards and I say, I think long-term, I think those cards are still in a, in good shape to increase in value, but at the same time, like just be careful in a, with any type of advice or any type of buying that you're doing with cards like that because you know the Luca PSA 10 is much more of an investment piece than it is maybe a collection piece if that makes sense so I've also heard the conversation I've seen the people talk about that you should be buying cards that collectors want not necessarily that investors want um, and I think that's also another pretty interesting topic that I'd like to get into at a different time uh, but that is pretty much all I've got for this episode I hope that you enjoyed Make sure that you go follow on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all those places. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you in the next one.